Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? I am doing splendidly. I'm doing wonderfully. I'm so amped up. I cannot believe we've made it. I mean, the last 22 episodes truly just felt like they just like rushed by and I can't believe we're here. We've made it. We have made it. We've completed one season of a show on our podcast, which I feel like inducts us into some type of like our podcast didn't fail fame. So good for us. (laughs) I'm so glad about that. Yeah. (laughs) And we thought for such a momentous occasion, such a glorious, fabulous occasion that we needed a special guest. And like they say, your podcast has not made it until this person has arrived. And so, of course, we had to invite the wonderful, fabulous, always cheerful, Always great facial expressions, living his best life, Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that introduction. I don't. Who is they? Who I want to know who they is. is All they everybody, they? everybody. <laughs> Literally, they're like, "Do you even have a podcast if Chappelle's not on?" And I'm like, "I guess not. I guess yeah. not." <laughs> you you yeah. should tell them. You should tell them I've been in y'all's DMs for like seven weeks, so uh, it counts. <laughs> I guess so. But now we finally have a podcast. Thank goodness. Um, all those other episodes did not matter up until now. So, you know, we've made it. Thank goodness. Yes. For that. This is the moment that we've all been waiting for and it has arrived. <laughs> hey, I've waited for a very long time. So I'm excited. Welcome. Welcome. So Chappelle, do you want to um, give the audience a little bit of some insight about your history with Boy Meets World? Yes. Uh, this show has been around just as long as I have, I guess. <laughs> so I feel like I just <laughs> kind of aged with them. Um, when I was when I was a tiny, tiny child, this show was already on. And it's is like this show older than season. you? Uh, no. No, but we talked about too- this. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, Sarah, I was one when it came out. So that would make a little bit of sense. Right. So I think what it, what it is is that I was like four when it when it ah. came out. So. Too young to too young to understand what was going on, mm-hmm, but just yes. you know, old enough to to care. And so uh, it never went away though. Like so, when I by the time I was thirteen, these episodes were still airing, and then <laughs> yes. uh, they came back around when I was in college. So I've always just kind of been able to just uh, touch base with Boy Meets World throughout my life, and so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, we are just so excited for you to be here for our last episode of season one. Um, and you know, I mean, guys, let's just get into it. I feel like we're going to have so much to talk about with this episode. We are. Well, before we get into it, we have to do our, our ritual nineties nightcap. We did warn Chappelle that we do have a nineties nightcap. Most times we podcast about Boy Meets World. If we did it every time we podcasted, like we might have a problem. So we've now decided like it's, it's only for Boy Meets World podcasts unless it's like we're having a week and we need it for Dawson's Creek too. (laughs) Um, So tonight I decided to just crack open a bottle of pink Moscato in my wine glass because that was what was easy and what was calling my name. What about you, Sarah? Are you drinking anything special tonight? Well, yeah. So there's a reason why I nearly forgot 90s nightcap. And it's because I started 90s nightcapping like way before um, my <laughs> 90s nightcap even began. So today <laughs> I have gone cap. back to yeah, 90s nightcap. <laughs> I have gone back to the talk and the talk has said, Sarah, there's more Trader Joe's wine that you should try. And today it's not really a Trader Joe's wine, but you can get a Trader Joe's. It's 19 Crimes 
Callie Red with Snoop Dogg on it. And apparently, <laughs> if you like put your phone up to the bottle, Snoop Dogg like winks at you, which I haven't tried yet. What do but you mean he, wait, 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 how? What do you mean he so winks at you? So the bottles have like some sort of witchcraft to it. I don't know. I'm not a witch. I don't know. Like you put the screen of your phone <laughs> up to it? Like, you know how, like, there's QR codes these days? QR codes do shit. Yes. But, like, you hold your phone up to the bottle and something happens. But, um, so this is a, like, a red blend and she's good. She is the best (laughs) Trader Joe's wine I've had thus far. So better than the two-buck chuck. That much better than the two-buck chuck. But, you know, the two-buck chuck does the job when you need it to be done. Oh, we we know the jobs that it gets done. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> what about you, Chappelle? Episode. Did you bring any fun adult beverages with you tonight? Well, not to completely embarrass myself, but I am familiar with the Snoop Dogg wine. Um, because <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> of course. I um, I um, also purchased the wine and also had to make sure that I made Snoop Dogg talk. So, um, a, a while back, I um posted the video of Snoop Dogg talking on my Twitter page and I've now DM'd that to you. So now you can oh. see what she's talking about. Oh my gosh. So how do you actually do it? You just hold the phone up to the bottle? There's like an app and I'll see if I can get him to do it on the, on the mic. <laughs> but there's like an app. You download the app and then you, you hold it up and Snoop Dogg, he animates and then he starts talking to you. So let's see. Incredible. Glass is up. Cheers to Snoop Dogg. (laughs) Cheers, Snoop. Thank you. This is already our best podcast, and we're like not even five minutes. (laughs) Thank you, Snoop Dogg, for sponsoring Shit 90 Shows. Taught me Poland Spring couldn't come through, but you can. Thank you. There we go. We love Snoop. (laughs) They say it's not a podcast until Snoop Dogg cameos, and so now you officially have a podcast. (laughs) We didn't even have to pay 50 bucks for his cameo. He just came. We've done it. We've done it. <laughs> yes. Lovely. But that is um, not my beverage of choice tonight. Oh, yeah. So what are you drinking? I'm drinking Crown Rye out of the bottle with a straw. <laughs> because it's been a long day at work. Oh hello, hello, hello. I love committing. <laughs> this is the commitment that you get when you have Chappelle on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Ready. <laughs> you said yes. bring a drink. I have a, he came. Yeah. No, I have, I have a 90s nightcap on every podcast. They just don't call it anything. I <laughs> just drink <laughs> He just calls that podcasting. <laughs> He's like, is, is that not t- what you're supposed to do in podcasting? That's what I learned in podcasting school. Like what I've never right. learned is that when you tell Chappelle to like prepare for a podcast, you're like, yeah, bring a drink. And he's like, I brought the whole damn bottle with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chappelle, that's what got me in trouble last time. Yes. I recall. <laughs> I enjoyed that episode. It was my favorite one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Now I leave it downstairs. oh my gosh um all right well i'm glad we're all gonna be enjoying our beverages tonight um we are here to talk about season one episode 22 of boy meets world i dream of feeny we're talking about the finale of season one this was i don't know is it just me or did last episode feel more finale ish to you guys than than this episode like i just felt sarah what do you think like did this this give you finale vibes uh, I mean, kind of, because it kind of felt like 
Obviously, we know Feeny stalks them until they're 92 <laughs> years old. Um, and then his ghost stalks them as well. So, but like in this hypothetical world, say that this is the end of the school year, like it feels like a nice bow wrap on um, you know, Feeny being like, I spent some good time ed- educating you. So I don't I don't I don't really know. I think that this is the proper season one finale. That's fair. I guess maybe when you watch it for the first time, you're like, oh, shit, did Feeny actually die? Like, did that actually <laughs> happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this season, really, it was not totally about Corey and Topanga. It was more about Corey and Alan and Corey and Feeny. So I feel like mm-hmm. it was more proper for it to focus um, more so on one of those um, male figures in his life. That's fair. Chappelle, what did you think about the, just like broad strokes about the finale? Yeah, no, I probably agree with uh, with Sarah just because I think at this time they didn't know that Topanga and Corey would be the romance that it ends up being. Like maybe they had, like they thought that it was going to be, oh, this would be cute, but they had no idea it was going to be like the 90s romance. And so I don't think they like were centering it around her. It was more like, you know, they probably assumed him and Feeny would be together for a while. And then the Topanga, the Topanga <laughs> thing and just, you know, Corey, they they just kind of blossom into this bigger, you know, larger than life thing. So I think it works. But yeah, if you know where it ends, you kind of wish they'd ended with the Topanga thing. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like back in the day, they didn't necessarily have all of that mapped out so well. I wonder if it was one of those things where like Topanga was just like such a star and they just saw her hair and they're like, this is the romance right here. The hair. It's all about it the hair. Has to be. Has to be. Um, the doily dresses. Oh, the doily dresses. They're, <gasps> and I told you back. they didn't come back. No, well, I'm pretty sure in the one scene, Topanga is sitting in the classroom and she doesn't really get up. And I feel like I saw a hint of a blue doily. I swear I did. <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad that we gave it its due last week because I saw no no doilies. The plaid was back, though. That mm-hmm. plaid was back, but... Mm. I digress. (laughs) We start off uh, the episode with Corey and Sean in the Matthews kitchen. They're adding stuff to a blender. Like, I don't understand why are they trying to get taller? They seem to, like, say that the, who is it, Rocky Balboa or somebody puts raw eggs in his his shakes. Yeah. (laughs) They're totally on the same smoothie kick that you and I have been on for the last few months. Except I'm not a moron and I put the lid on my fucking blender. Like, who? I don't understand why you would want to leave the lid off. Chappelle, explain this to me. Is there some fun in cleaning up a giant mess in the kitchen? Oh, I feel so bad because I am a moron and this made total sense to me. (laughs) Okay, so hear me out. I think the thing, the reason why I related to this show so much is that I see a lot of Corey and myself just because we are so, we we are big clowns. And mm-hmm. things happen to mm-hmm. us that don't happen to normal people. And we react the way normal people don't react. And so <laughs> I'm not saying I've done this before. I'm just saying if I did, I wouldn't admit it on your podcast. <laughs> you <know? laughs> well, okay. So if you do you feel like it's a true statement that if you use the lid on the blender, then your mommy whipped. <laughs> just, look, I'm not saying I agree. I'm just not disagreeing right now. So. Okay. <laughs> Somebody needs to get the the Matthews residence like a Nutribullet or something yeah. that doesn't have a lid so that this can't happen. Absolutely. Exactly. Would either of you drink a smoothie slash milkshake of milk, peanut butter, banana, and raw egg? No. Leave out the raw egg Absolutely and not. maybe I would try it. Yeah. Without the There's milk no ice. and the raw egg. 
Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you think peanut butter and banana? That's not going to blend very well. <laughs> no, but there's no You're ice right. either. Yeah. No, I don't no know. Like seems suspicious. So um, <laughs> I love how Amy just sees the mess and leaves. She's like, I don't give a fuck about this. I have... <laughs> Three kids, a real estate career. I can't be bothered. I'm going back to uh, La Bougia and that's it. <laughs> I, do you ever get the feeling that Amy's just like fucking over it? She's like, oh, uh, by her third kid, she's like, I can't even anymore. Like Morgan's always up my ass about something. Like Eric <laughs> is so stupid. And then you have like Corey in the middle who like constantly is like so insecure about every little thing. Like I would be over it too if I was Amy. Yeah, my mom had I a moron mean, for a child as well, and you know, <laughs> so I, he's walked out of plenty of rooms <laughs> without addressing the yeah. issue, the issues. You know, it's fine. Yeah. It's, just, it's I guess it's just easier. It's easier than to scream. But um, Corey, Corey, uh, you know, he he panics and he's like, "Don't scream! I'll clean it up." Um, goodness gracious yeah. what a what a mess and all just like a plot line to get to like yeah. talking about their geography test which is tomorrow mm -hmm. and like it's so ridiculous to me sean and Corey, all they do is complain oh feeney's trying to stress us out with this geography test guarantee they knew about it like two weeks ago and they did not study up until the last minute and so yeah. now they're like wishing harm on feeney like they're assholes <laughs> i mean geography I don't know. Geography is kind of useful. Um, I do think that it's true that men don't need directions nor geography. Um, just like Corey said, because I can't get my boyfriend to oh, my fiance. Well, um, <laughs> he doesn't whatever. listen. It's okay. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> uh, I can't get him to look at a freaking map or like follow the GPS for anything. He just like wants to figure out his own. And there's nothing more than I hate than getting lost. Huge pet peeve of mine. Why do men do this? I don't know, Chappelle. Why do men do this? Why do men, why, what's go. wrong with the GPS? <laughs> what's wrong with your kind? <laughs> All right. Uh, if I wish I could put up a better showing for my people, but I just can't. Um, I, whew, I use the GPS, but I will Thank admit goodness. that I don't know anything about geography at all. So. Oh, okay, here we go. So I, I don't try to, I try not to tell stories like this in, you know, on podcasts, but okay. Welcome. Uh, one time, one time I was preparing to go to Greece uh, for vacation and someone asked me, where is Greece? And I said, you know, Greece, like um, Italy. Close enough. That was my response. Did you think that, that was, all was I in Italy or you were just trying no, to like I just knew that they were, you know, like North Dakota, like South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Same thing. Honestly, it's not like the worst answer. You could have been like, you know, Greece, like Russia. Like that would have been worse. <laughs> Thank you for trying to make me feel better. I know. To be fair, I'm also terrible at geography. And if I had to take a geography test, I would be like shitting my pants because I'm just very bad at it. But I also would study if I had the time. I wouldn't be like wishing somebody gets sick. Their whole thing is like, oh, Sean can't play sick. He's done that too many times before. Feeney says that if he tells Feeney that he has a dead grandma one more time, he wants to see the body. Which, like, Feeney. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, like, I mean, theoretically have, like, four grandmothers, theoretically. I guess. Yeah. But I think that Sean's used this excuse probably upwards to ten times. <laughs> Nobody has that many it's grandmas. Like 
grandma in law, step grandma. I think you could find a couple mm-hmm. of extra grandmas lying around for uh, Feeny to like, you know, <laughs> literally lying around. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So they wanna they they end up wishing him or Corey is the one who says that I don't understand why Feeney doesn't take any sick days. Mink has told me that teachers get like free they still get paid when they take time off for sick time. For a week. Are you kidding me? That is some bullshit PTO. Yeah, that I mean, (laughs) come on. Where's the where's the union over here? The teachers union. It seems not enough. Yeah, these poor teachers. As much as as much as Corey and Sean put Mr. Feeney in, you would think he'd have like a month off, you know, just in the (laughs) middle of the year. He could just take a couple weeks. Like he's doing Romeo and Juliet in his classroom for randomly just as a lesson plan. (laughs) You know, just give Feeney a week or two every month. Just, you know, let him take a break. He's 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 stalking these people across town. You know, Feeney as a child was like perfect attendance bitch. Like, you know he was. (laughs) And so even as a teacher, he's like, I haven't missed a day. Like, even Sean says, like, he hasn't missed a day since like World War II or some shit. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Corey, you know, wishes that he coughs or that he becomes ill. So uh the next day at school, not only did he see some shenanigans with Topanga, which we can always get into, <laughs> but um, yeah, so but yeah, Feeney's not there. But before that, Topanga's doing a yoga move that is so skilled. I don't know how she can do these things, especially, but maybe the hair, I was going to say, especially with the hair, but maybe the hair weighs you down and it's kind of like an anchor. <laughs> the cushion too. Like she doesn't even need a pillow. She could just rest her head on that big mop of hair. I've never done yoga. No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have yoga before. It was, you know, yeah. I didn't do well. I was, you know, I don't think yoga looks relaxing when everybody else does it. But when you look at me, like I have no core strength at all. So I'm just like sweating and shaking in the most like remedial poses of all time. So Topinga was doing something that I could never do. Never. Yeah. I always said if I was going to do yoga, I would need to have take like yoga for toddlers. Like just really, (laughs) really like remedial yoga class. All I do is like the dance videos because I just look like an idiot, but it like burns calories. So if I can be an idiot and burn calories at the same time, like I'm all in on that. Your dance videos look like so much fun. I'm going to have to try it. They have been fun. I did a Shrek one last week, which shout out to Shut Up Tim because I sent it to him knowing he'd love it. It was very fun. And usually the the girl who does them, MK Fit on YouTube, she does like moves that kind of go with the with the theme so i we did one that was like all guitar hero songs and there was a lot of like air guitar and stuff it's ridiculous but it's very fun Mm -hmm. yeah you better close the blinds for that oh every time blinds are closed (laughs) honestly my neighbors probably already have seen things that they don't need to see because like i'm in a suburban area like Uh they're bound to see something Mm -hmm. spicy so the boys are very nervous and Minkus comes over like he always does and he like calls them out for being prepared and then Sean comes up with like a snappy thing like I can just see you in 10 years all you're going to be doing is saying people people how many times do I have to tell you if you save your receipts you won't have to worry about an audit so I thought that was a sick burn by um, by Sean and Minkus replies, 
um, yeah, well, in 10 years, you can be like, yeah, dude, like, I'll see. I'd like a plea bargain, please. He does have the hair flip down, though. Minkus does have the Sean hair flip. Yeah. But what, Chappelle, what is your impressions of Minkus? Because I feel like we really get on his case a lot on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, y'all are mean to Minkus. I like him. <laughs> I just want to so give Minkus funny. a noogie. Yeah, Sarah's not here for his. Sarah especially hates when he squeezes himself in between Corey and Topanga's desk. Um, yeah. He's so just played like, your case, Chappelle. <laughs> yes, tell yeah, us why we should like him. I mean, first of all, he's the perfect size to slip between that little nook between Corey and Topanga. Like he's right there. He's right there. there. So he can slide between Sean and Corey. That's it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like him because he's so sure of himself. He's he's such a nerd, but he he is confident. And you know, like he, you know, when he's the pickup artist, he's confident. He's like, let me help you. When they have the water gun fight, he has the biggest water gun. Like Minkus comes to play. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that about him because I have never been that sure of myself in mm-hmm. my life. So I admire him and his that audacity. That is fair. That is very fair. But what I will say is like people, I feel like we're supposed to get the vibe that like Minkus is getting bullied by like Sean and Corey. But this bitch, he asks for it 90% of the time. <laughs> like Sean and Corey are always sitting in their own desks in the middle row. Yeah. And here comes Minkus with his freaking yeah. comments every yeah. time. He loves to just egg them on. He does. So, I mean, he deserves a noogie, to be also, honest. Also, can I ask what he called? Because, okay, so Sean calls him a geek master. <laughs> what the hell does he call Sean? He says, like, restiv- restivist? Re- he called him a recidivist. The hell is that? It's a criminal. <laughs> Oh, means a criminal because wow. remember he was saying the, uh, the, the ju- that he was going to be in front of the judge saying that I need a plea bargain. Plea bargain. So yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it was like, funnier. This is like a Sean fucking $7 a- word for criminal. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It'd have been funnier, I guess, if Sean had called him like an auditor. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. shut up, you accountant, you know, or something <laughs> like that. But now accountants don't even mean accountants. So what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do? What are we gonna do? Um, so the sub, the the substitute teacher comes in and she of course immediately asks, This bitch has style, by the way. We'll get into it later. Oh. But she hey, immediately asks substitute teacher. Yes, yes. <laughs> um she's like, Oh, what were you guys doing? And Minkus being Minkus immediately starts talking about having a geography test, which Sean immediately rushes over, covers his mouth, and it's like, Oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna write a poem, you know, a couple lined poem. <laughs> this bitch was a major in poetry, especially in Beowulf, which is uh, no, horrible. especially at University of Pennsylvania, which is such a flex. Oh, is okay, that's I didn't know that was a flex. I mean, that's a Ivy League school. That's the best school in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Well, then fucking good for her. She's smart. Yeah. She knows so, <laughs> so, I mean, I just want to say, like, if they said that we had a test in geography, they wouldn't have had to take it that day anyway, because she said that she didn't have Feeney's lesson plan, which means that she didn't have the geography test, which means they wouldn't have had to take in the geography test. Mm-hmm. So, and her degree they really is in Beowulf. Did- so yeah, she I mean, doesn't know what she, does. she can't just like, like throw together a geography test at the top of a hat. I, I they know. might have uh, they may have gotten off easy and she just like prints off maps of the United States and it's like, here you go. Like mm-hmm. this is your geography test. You I know? don't want to talk. I mean, that leads us to trouble when we start naming states. That's uh, true. Well, my hot take it's not a hot take, but my take is that all the ones that are like in the center of the US don't matter because they're all like the same. It's what is that theory? <laughs> There's a theory where like this more square shape your state is, the most boring you are, right? So like the squiggle states are the best ones. I have not 
heard that, Jess. Yeah, you want your best that, squiggles. That, that, oh, that probably makes sense because Florida is the least boring state of all time, and it is drawn by a three-year-old. So <laughs> exactly, you know, that's what I'm saying. Meanwhile, you have like happened. Wyoming over there, like they got more fucking cows than people. So not much happening <laughs> yeah. there. Just saying, it looks kind of beautiful, but. It oh, it's very good. beautiful, but I'm just saying in, in terms of like the haps, you know, like what's yeah. going on. I would never want to major in Beowulf because Beowulf sucks ass. I read Beowulf <laughs> uh, at one point in high school and that was literally was the worst thing I've ever read in my life. So to, to <laughs> write your dissertation in Beowulf means that you have the personality of a square state. I think at a certain <laughs> point, they need to like poems can only go on for so long before they're novels like you need to be capped at a certain length right like it shouldn't be you yeah. shouldn't be allowed to have a poem 3200 line poem i don't understand so what happened to roses are red violets are blue you know what i'm saying i don't know so they they, they have to they have to read the first 1600 lines before lunch the boys scream everyone's upset we cut to our favorite place the lunchroom Yes, and this is where Topanga, as always, is talking to Corey and Sean. I, I like they don't play into like the cutesiness between Topanga and Corey in this episode. It's almost like they're like, forget what happened recently. It's like back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's the fact that she's at their lunch table is kind of a sign as it is. They didn't shoo her away. That's true. They were engaging with her. Mm-hmm. Um but she can't believe Feeney's missed a day of class. Corey is immediately like, oh, it's me. I'm the one who did it. I wished him ill. And <laughs> Topanga, of course, is like, well, the power of the mind is not to be taken lightly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so she's in on this theory. Queen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Queen, Queen Topanga is fully into manifestation. She read that little uh, Secret of Life book. Was it Book of Secrets? Book of Secrets? Oh, yeah, The Secret. Are you talking about the Mean Secret, Girl? Yeah. What? Oh, the secret! Oh, the secret! Yeah, she read that it's book. The secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wrote that book. <laughs> she is that book. <laughs> she is that book. Yeah. So, but yeah, she literally said the force of will is the most powerful weapon on earth. If that's not like literally the secret, the only line written over and over again in the book, then I I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I never read the book. Is, this, is the secret longer than Beowulf? The secret is definitely longer than Beowulf, <laughs> but somehow it tells like less of a story than Beowulf. What is Beowulf? <laughs> like, what the heck? Why does that exist? I mean, it's fine. I um, have a horrible Beowulf story if you want to hear it. Yes. Yeah, no, please. Uh, I was trying to connect with my coworker at my new job a few years ago, so I don't work there anymore, but this might be why. But uh, I was trying to connect with her and I was uh, making fun of uh, some of the students uh, that she was advising because she said they they were majoring in great texts of the Western tradition. And I was like, oh my God, a bunch of like know-it-alls who read Beowulf a million times. And she says, my dissertation was in Beowulf. Shut up. <laughs> it was my first day of work. Oh my <laughs> and I was just like, first of all, when she said it, I thought, she's joking. This is obviously yeah. a Boy Meets World line. <laughs> and so me being me, I laughed. Laughed and laughed and laughed, and she looked like she was about to die. Oh so there you go. Oh and no! It, was it or was it not Miss Chase? <laughs> it. She does not look nearly as good as Miss Chase did. Oh, okay. Okay. 
right. You know what the funny thing is, is too, is it's like anybody who did a dissertation in Beowulf is probably not going to find like what you said kind of funny anyway. So like, mm-hmm. it's like that joke's not, not going to go well for well. Personality of just like a piece Card of Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. Wyoming. Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe that. It, mm-hmm. It's okay. It's fine. Oh my yeah. God. Do we have I, listeners in Wyoming? Really? No. Oh, yeah. Apologies to Wyoming. I hear it's nice. I'll never know. You, t- you guys send me some pics. <laughs> You're not invited. We're none of us are invited anymore. No, we're not allowed to cross the state lines. No. Um, so Sean, uh, Sean says like, oh, well, if you're so great, you should make Minkus sick. And of course, Minkus immediately comes over and says, I'm not feeling well. Um, and it's because he heard that Mr. Feeney is in the hospital. Topanga warns Corey that this is karma. What goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. he's like, well, it's not. I didn't actually do anything. And Sean is immediately frightened and runs away. Yeah. <laughs> so he he said that he was sick boy, but I don't think he wants to be sick boy anymore, which makes me want to just stop down because it seems as though Corey was really trying to come up with a I, did I do that catchphrase? Mm-hmm. A la um, Urkel. Urkel. Yeah, I was going to get there. Um, so <laughs> throughout throughout the season, we saw Corey say, I'm blank boy plenty of times. So some examples being, I'm accomplice boy. I'm lid boy from this episode. I'm risk boy, scuba boy, now sick boy. Uh, what was Corey's best boy? And do you guys have a I'm a blank boy slash girl uh, of your own that you would like to share <laughs> oh my god uh, none of these are very good for him like no lid boy like this is not great makes no sense unless you're in the moment mm-hmm. i guess scuba boy is probably the best one because in some mm-hmm. world that could maybe be like some sidekick to a superhero i suppose mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know maybe like aquaman's sidekick scuba boy Yes, yeah. Uh, be, I uh, think that I actually agree. might exist. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I if I, I if, yeah, if I was a superhero or a blank girl, I would say I'm decorative vase girl because <laughs> there's nothing I love more than a decorative vase. I go on the prowl either to Home Goods or on the internet to buy decorative vases that don't have flowers on them. They're just there for decoration. Does anybody else have a claim that they are blank boy slash girl? You can um, say no. I, I mean, if I had to pick something, <laughs> where you're like, where's the fun mm-hmm. in saying no? If I had to, <laughs> I'm probably um, delete all your tweets after 11 p.m. Boy, um, because <laughs> <laughs> by that time I'm on autopilot and I think everybody else is asleep and nobody is asleep at 11 p.m. Yeah. So I tweet mm-hmm. recklessly and then I go delete them. So if you're hearing this and you see it and it tweeted after 11, it was not me. She probably just shouts into the void after 11 p.m. <laughs> I do. That's what Twitter used to be about. <laughs> like just talking to yourself in front of people, you know. So whatever. Now, now people are waiting for you to tweet at 11 mm-hmm. p.m. Though that's the problem. Now you have an audience. It's gotten to the point uh. where Chappelle just won't give out his Twitter handle at the end of podcasts because he's like, I don't want to subject <laughs> you to this. Like, don't follow me. Right. No. Yeah. yourself. <laughs> yes. Jessica, um, do you have a, a claim to be a blank girl? I think Sarah's not going to like this, but I would say mm-hmm. I'm like logical girl. 
because mm-hmm. I do follow like logic most of the time. I would not buy right. decorative bases because I don't see the purpose. In She's my superhero nemesis. It's true. She, she breaks my vases and takes my credit card away so I don't spend money. <laughs> exactly. I don't like it. Where are the scissors? I'm cutting them up. Did they, did they um, convert from did they convert from uh, vases to vases in the middle of your sentence? Me, mine. Super- I mean, we were talking about decorative vases, and now we're talking about decorative vases. Are I feel like vases is like the fancy bitch way to say vase. Like yeah. it's like when people say instead of like niche, they're like, oh, it's niche. I do say niche. <laughs> Nobody says niche. So, what are you talking about? Well, like Nietzsche. People say Nietzsche. Oh, nobody says mm. Nietzsche. I don't know. If I switched, <laughs> if I switch my vase to my vase, I'll just blame Snoop Dogg for that. <laughs> uh, so uh, we are back home, and Amy and Alan are writing a card for Feeny, a get well soon card. Um, they're roasting Amy's handwriting, which you know. Maybe she has some issues with uh, her penmanship. Um, Free bubble love Arnie. (laughs) (laughs) Fried bologna love Alvin. (laughs) I, you know, I can relate. My mom's handwriting is also atrocious and it's, it's very um, like scripty, very like cursive-y. And so I think she sometimes just like writes things. And I, I like there's like three L's in a, in a word that only has like one. She just like goes and goes and goes. So I, I I get the I get the feeling of having a mom who's has terrible penmanship. Um yeah, I used to get bad penmanship grades in um elementary school, like really bad grades, like needs improvement types of grades. And actually, so fun fact about me, like Jess knows this because she occasionally gets mail from me, is I write in all caps. Jess, did you ever mm-hmm. notice that? Yeah. No, you do write in all caps. The reason why I do that was because my first job after college, I worked for a woman who told me my handwriting was so bad that nobody was going to be able to read it. So I better fix that. So from then <laughs> on, I forced myself to learn how to write in all capital letters. Well, so. joke's on that bitch because everybody types everything nowadays. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you won. Yeah, I won. I, I got it. So, um, Corey says like he should probably not sign the, uh, the letter cause he's a curse, but then they get into more manifestation talk about how, um, you know, if you wish somebody well, then they could get better. And Corey's like, well, if you do the opposite, does that work? And Alan kind of gets sassy and then tries to ask some questions. Corey's like, you don't want to know essentially. Yeah. I love how Alan too, like, I feel like. Other parents would be like, no, tell me more about your problems, son. And Alan's just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you can go upstairs now. I'm I'm busy. <laughs> They've checked out. They don't care anymore. It's the end of the season. It's almost season, uh, season wrap. And they just want to get their um their catering cart. What is it called uh, when you're on set? Oh. They just oh. want to get their... Chappelle, do you know? You're talking about they the, just the, cra- the get craft services? Craft, they just yes, want to get their craft it. services. They want to uh, do cut. They want to get out of the season and go on their vacation. That's all. 
But y'all so. said that Amy was checked out anyway because she has three kids and two of which are idiots. And so I, <laughs> yeah. you can expect Alan to kind of be checked out as well. Like, yeah. imagine the conversation he just had with Eric like seven seconds ago. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it's probably exhausting. He's <laughs> like, like, screw it, Corey. Just do what you're doing. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to know about it. Do whatever you got to do. <laughs> Uh, and now we're in the bedroom where Corey is now venting to Eric about how, oh, I got Feeny sick. I wished him sick. And this is where we find out that Feeny actually has appendicitis. Um, and this is a concerning story. They had a cat named Fluffy and Fluffy apparently fell out of a tree and the veterinarians were trying to sew Fluffy's head back on. I don't know how a cat's head just pops off when it falls out of a tree, but it's very, very good. Like what is, what, like what kind of, what kind of ownership is this of where a pet where you let your cat's head pop off Chappelle? <laughs> I got nothing. I just, and I tried to have like a visual image of it, but that's terrifying of the cat just hitting the ground. And, just like, and like, so I was like, no, fluffy. No. Um, yeah. And then the sewing work is like, do you just like get like a needle and thread and just go to work? Or is this like a, a complicated surgical procedure? I would really like to know. Oh goodness. Um, I, 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 ahead, I don't feel good about the cat. That's all I got to say. This reminds me of like when I was a kid. Did you guys ever? Okay, you had dandelions, not when they were like the fluffy kind, but when they were just the yellow tops, right? Did you ever, mm -hmm. as a kid, like have the dandelion and just like boop, like pop the top of it off? Like that's what I was thinking of when I'm picturing this poor cat falling out of a I tree. Don't, no, I did not get into the practice of beheading dandelions. Like, <laughs> well, that makes me like a serial killer. Like that's on the list. What bedwetting? Setting fires, popping dandelion heads off. Yeah, I mean, oh, and, if the and shoe putting fed. those Kool Aid lids in your mouth like a killer. Wait, Chappelle, have you ever put a like, Kool Aid jammer's <laughs> top in your mouth and pretend like you were wearing a retainer? No, <laughs> but but I will say this in her defense. I remember, uh, you know, like there would be little, there would be some juice in there, and so you could like yeah. put the little juice out of That's, the top. But yeah. then, like at that point, you're just kind of just chewing on it. It's not yeah. for a purpose. It's not Maybe like a mouth guard. Started. Maybe that's how it started. Oh. Chess. This is, this is like where I think this is a serial killer test, right? When you yeah. got like a, a a fruit roll up, did you a like? Okay, because you know the fruit roll-ups that had like the punch out shapes yes. and stuff. Did yeah. you A punch out the shapes and eat them like that? B yeah. take just normal bites of the fruit roll-up or C roll up the entire thing and put it in your mouth. <laughs> uh Chappelle. <laughs> what did you do? I wish they could see it his face. It just depends. It depends on the day. Sometimes <laughs> listen. <the> day. <laughs> Sometimes, yes, I pop it out the shapes. But other times I'm on the go, just just ball it up, <laughs> just throwing it around like a, like a jawbreaker. That's crazy. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, what she I did. did. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. Do you remember? That's what you did, Jessica. Oh, I balled that shit up, Jessica. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jessica, why would you do that? You choke on that. We need to choke up every time Sarah is disappointed in something that I have done. She just says oh. my name 50 times in a row. Oh, I have a tear in my eye. Goodness. <laughs> I I just was a respectable human and I just took out the shapes. That's why Obvi they were there. Obviously, I'm not a respectable human. I put plastic <laughs> in my mouth and pretended it was a retainer. <laughs> Wait, do you remember the tattoo ones? Did you even do that with the tattoo ones? You did not entertain the tattoo on your tongue? Mm, I don't think I cared. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. oh no! Sometimes I care, yeah. and then other times I just wanted some day. candy. 
<laughs> pop that shit in your mouth. The entire thing. It I mean, gets it's not stuck that big. The, it gets stuck on the roof of your mouth, and then yeah, you're like, like part. <laughs> and then you're trying to get it off. That's not the best no, you just part. Let it sit. You just let it sit. Just well, are you okay? <laughs> Here's another question. When you have a lollipop, are you yeah. a cruncher or do you no. let do you actually no. suck the lollipop? No, stop it. You crunch your you bite. No, your my lollipop. mom does. My mom does, and she's obviously a serial killer. No, you know, <laughs> you know I don't like crunchy foods, Jess. You know I oh, don't that's like right. that. I love a crunchy food. I don't bite my, my lollipops, but I love a crunchy food. The yeah. texture, it's something for me. Yeah. Me too. Well, like, give me a kettle chip any day. I don't want your crappy, no, like, shitty I like, lace. I don't like kettle chips. <laughs> the dentist told me I had soft teeth. So, you know, I listened to him. I mean, are they going to break if you eat a chip? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. I probably eat a chip and tend to fall out. Well, I guess you it's know? good you didn't put plastic in the roof of your mouth when you were a child because you, you might have You can't get those teeth back. They're not like bones. Um, Y'all are stressing me out. Y'all didn't see my... <laughs> So I tweet a lot. Obviously, we talked about this. But the other day, I had a dream of not not a dream of Feeny, but I had a dream that one of my teeth fell out. Oh, that's and horrifying. That's a classic, yeah, it, classic dream. What, is, what does it mean? I mean, stressed. Yeah, I think that is a stress thing because I've heard that like when your teeth fall out in your dreams, it's a stressing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it happened to me several times. Were you stressed about I mean, coming onto our pod? <laughs> It's extremely noticed. I, I I really want y'all to know that I've been taking notes on y'all's podcast since day one. So like, what? and I can't, I'd have to listen. I love this show. So there have been mental things that I've been putting in my head. Like, uh, at some point I was supposed to ask just about that retainer thing. So like there, there is like, that's, that's the real serial killer test. How, how close of attention are you paying to, to this 90s podcast? Um, so like, yeah. And in my mind, I have a lot of things that I need to talk right. to you guys about, but okay. I wasn't stressed about it. I okay, just think good. maybe yeah. general stress level is higher right mm. around now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh God. <laughs> um, okay. So back at school. Oh, wait no before that Corey is feeling guilty and he asks the universe for a sign that Feeny's going to be okay and in the beginning of the episode we didn't mention it because who cares Feeny is putting up this duck thing and the duck fell so Corey is like spooked ooky spooky so the next day of class Miss Chase is continuing her Baywith lesson and the whole class is sleeping and asks if um, anyone can recap. Of course, Minkus does. Because when does Minkus not take that opportunity? Well, yeah, the crazy thing to me, though, is then like, oh, nobody wants the Corey is going on and on. Nobody needs this. Nobody needs geography either. I think you should make us cupcakes. And then cupcakes appear, which you think, that's fucking weird. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then all of a sudden, Feeny's at the back of the class in like... The teacher's name's Karen. There's no geography test. Feeney says he's been an ogre. Um, you know, uh, then Corey says, well, maybe you got sick because of all the stress that came back onto you. You know, karma, what comes around goes around and around. Like, Corey, this this <laughs> freaking saying isn't even that complicated. Like, seriously, you're so stupid. <laughs> Corey can't he just learned it yesterday. Anything. And yeah, he just learned this saying. Yeah. And so then Feeney throws a cupcake at Sean, which like, you know, real life Feeney has thought about throwing shit at Sean's face <laughs> so many times. It's like, Sean, wake up in class. Please participate. Mm -hmm. And so that's when Feeney then says Corey's responsible for killing Feeney. Sean can't see Feeney. So Corey wakes up. Now, here's my question. Mm-hmm. We, ha we have Minkus recapping 
Beowulf. So does that mean somewhere in the far recesses of Corey's mind, he knows about Beowulf? <laughs> ha- has to be so, right? Somewhere deep in yeah. the recesses of mind, Corey, there's a brain in there. Yeah, I think I can, again, Corey and I are very similar. So I spent a lot of days in class not paying attention, but also just heckling the teacher. Um, I also have really close relationships to all my teachers from like, you know, school, from high school. All of them are my friends on Facebook. None of them want to be in their class. So that's just kind of, so I can relate to Corey in that matter. And there's a ton of stuff that I just picked up. Like randomly, I'll just say like uh, Constantinople is the capital of the Byzantine empire. I don't know what year I learned that, but I know it. Um, <laughs> And so I could understand if that popped up for me in a dream mm-hmm. uh, because I heard someone say it. I don't know what it means. I couldn't spell it, but it happened. So I, justice for Corey. He's trying his best, you guys. This is He's yeah. not a smart kid. I relate. No. Yeah. yeah. He, he struggles. Um, and that's when Corey wakes up and Feeney is in Corey's bed. Uh, he says he's reading the dictionary. Uh, he's memorizing the dictionary. <laughs> Jess, okay. no, no, no. He wishes he's in Corey's bed. He's in Eric's bed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, yes. He's in Eric's <laughs> bed. Uh, and then yeah, he like walks through the wall. He's like, well, you're the reason I'm dead. And then we flash to, to Corey drinking coffee because he's obviously been having nightmares all night. Alan comes downstairs and gives him this, this whole spiel. Alan looking like, oh, like true morning zaddy. Like mm-hmm. just zaddy realness. I can't wait to get into it later because like. Mm. And um, (laughs) (laughs) he he tells Corey about a teacher he had named Miss Perch. um, And the reason that as a box boy, he could add long columns of numbers in his head was because of Miss Perch. And he was the kid in the back of the class, like short Corey and Sean. I'm never going to need this. And he's like, the nightmares are a manifestation of your guilt. So once you kind of you're doing this to yourself, like he's essentially like, get over it, kid. Like, I love the small amount of parenting that Alan does here before just being like, but you can get over this. Like, Just mm-hmm. get over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think that Alan is doing the best he could possibly do being six o'clock in the morning. Um, Alan's probably not a morning person. Are you a morning person, Chappelle? How much uh, no, parenting is I'm nice? like, <laughs> you no, at 6 no, nothing. I can't do no. anything at 6 a.m. I didn't know there was a 6 a.m. until like <laughs> recently. Like I thought like there was only one of those and it was at night because I don't wake <laughs> up before the sun comes up. Like if the sun is not above my, my bedroom, like my window, I don't see it. So if I'm up before the sun, it's not a day. Um, <laughs> and I am a heavy coffee drinker again. Corey and I, we are the same. Corey was halfway through that pot of coffee when Alan came downstairs. And I have never seen a more relatable scene of TV in my life. I agree. (laughs) Do you drink it black like he does? Because that was black coffee. Like, yeah. yeah. Straight out the pot. (laughs) I love it. That's rough. I love it. Not even a a coffee mate creamer to be seen. (laughs) No. Like, if I go to Starbucks, I'll get, like, something fancy because they exist. But if you, like, any giving day, no, it's straight out the coffee. Like, I need to taste the bean. I need to know that this coffee is going to wake me up. I would not like the morning. Where do you get your coffee grinds? From anywhere. The Folgers, (laughs) Columbia. (laughs) This is a man after my own heart. I am a cheap ass bitch. Like, I have had fancy ass coffee and I don't like it. Give me the cheapest coffee you can find and I'm happy as a clam. I don't want your garb. I don't want to need your fancy shit. Like, I have, we got an espresso and I only ever use the espresso pods in it because I don't like the coffee pods that you can get for it because it's like, 
it's like too fancy tasting. I don't know. I'm like, give me the cheap ass garbage and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Sarah Next looks house. disgusted. No, no, no. My coffee <laughs> is not is basic too. It's from Trader Joe's. So of course we it is. our Trader Joe's coffee and we just like live our lives. Paul, what is your what is your opinion on Trader Joe's? Um <laughs> specifically we don't, we is don't it it is very bougie. We don't have Trader oh. Joe's where I'm from. That's, that's kind of how I, how gauge bougie-ness. I'm like, oh, yeah, my neighborhood would never have one of those. They'd have to knock down something, <laughs> a foot locker, and put up a pink berry first before they could get a Trader Joe's. Um, so a little bit of gentrification that has to happen before you can get one. What and, uh, do you guys they have Whole Foods? They haven't got to my neighborhood yet. Nope. <laughs> we have, no uh, in Texas here, we have H-E-B and, yeah. Yeah. and Walmart and Target sometimes. See, this but is my, what I'm talking about. Area, yeah. But in my area, it's specifically Walmart, and I don't go there. It's a pandemic, and I would never risk that at a Walmart. I'm not risking my life mm, for Walmart. Yeah. I went to Walmart one time during the pandemic because we desperately needed seltzer. That's how desperate I was for seltzer, that I was like, there's a Walmart right here. Let's run in really quickly. First thing I saw, mm-hmm. guy's nose flying free as a bird right out there for everybody to see. And I was like, oh, I'm gosh. fucking done. I'm done here. <laughs> and there was no sanitizer. There was no sanitizer at the door. There were no wipes left to wipe down the carts. And I was like, I fucking hate Walmart. Walmart will never sponsor us, but that's fine because we don't fucking want them to. Yeah. I got to be <laughs> honest. I have not seen somebody go maskless in my area of New Jersey. They are very respectable. Where I mean, from. that's the thing. I would say in my like immediate neighborhood, people are respectful. Yes. Like I live in a suburb. Like pretty much people follow the rules but the walmart that i went to was like in this in like albany city area and also people are stupid like anytime you go to a walmart like i don't care where that fucking walmart is like idiots congregate in walmart it's right. just a it's a True. fact of life yeah yeah i know um, i know yeah we couldn't even couldn't even get ourselves a ps5 from walmart oh, so jesus actually i think we might well, have gotten will's ps5 well, from walmart i don't remember so um Corey uh, goes to visit Feeney in the hospital. His parents don't even know he's there. He took the bus, which, you know, like, good for Corey. Like, he wants to see Feeney because he just wants to see that he's alive and make sure he's okay. So I thought this was, like, really great of Corey to actually take the initiative and go visit Feeney. Yeah, I think that he, like, probably took, like, no. <laughs> okay, Chappelle, why why yes. shouldn't have Corey visited Feeney? Okay, we give Feeney a lot of crap for being a stalker, but isn't it a little weird? Your student just pops up at the hospital without his parents. <laughs> like, listen, I know I'm stalking you, but you can't stalk me back, Corey. Like, give me some time. <laughs> like, I can't even get away from this kid in the hospital. Listen, teach justice for the teachers. Teachers are out here li- giving their lives to these kids. They get wished ill upon. They go to the hospital to get better, and then the kid pops up. Like, yeah. Thank you, Corey. If and I didn't need fair. any more stress in my life. Corey is cock blocking him with Nurse Jill. Like, yes. Feeney was like, can I get a sponge bath in here? And then in walks Corey. And it's like, yeah. that's it. No sponge bath for Feeney. Okay, so Nurse yeah. Jill. Let's let's talk about Nurse Jill. Nurse Jill is a saucy nurse. She calls him George. George. They have such a good, like, like a good rapport with one another. Um, and George is like feeling it. He's into it. Yeah. He was yeah. all about that cardigan. Oh, it was a nice cardigan. It was spicy. I like <laughs> Dr. Jill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She 
She saves like extra pineapple juice in the corner. I think pineapple she- juice is code for. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is like the walking the dog situation on Dawson's Creek. Like, what's pineapple juice, really? Like, she's like, George, I saved you your favorite pineapple juice. Wink, wink, you know? Right, like, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it. I mean, okay. yeah, like, Feeney definitely has that, like, grandpa thing that, go- that goes on that's like, you just feel, like, warm and fuzzy when you're with Feeney. You know what I mean? Um, my favorite is how he calls Corey like a weasel, like in front of Do- Dr. Jill heard that. He's like, you're ruining this for me, you weasel. Like because Dr. Jill has ears. Like a bad boy. And mm-hmm. Feeney, Feeney has edge. I think Feeney has a leather jacket somewhere like Alan. He does. He does. We saw it actually when he was racing with that other teacher. Oh, with the that- gloves. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. um, yeah. he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, Corey brings him um, a plant. And um, he, he Corey explains that he's just here to make sure that he's okay with his own eyes. And Feeney's like, yeah, I can't die. Um, I have too much work <laughs> left undone. Too many students left to t- untaught. Um and Especially you, Mr. Matthews, because you're a fucking idiot. Was this up? You're special. Because <laughs> I need to stalk you some more. I can't die yet. <laughs> yeah. Um. So essentially, the lesson of this episode is that you might think that things that you're learning in school is pointless, but one day you might need them and you should thank your teachers and appreciate them while you still get the chance. So that was a nice little, a little lesson because as Corey's leaving, Corey thanks Feeney and he, Feeney goes, uh, what are you thanking me for? And then Corey says, I, I don't know yet, which I thought was sweet. Um, it's like one day Chappelle, you, you teach me that? Was, as, he's like one day something you taught me will sink in and so i will thank you for that in advance <laughs> but it, <laughs> until then yeah, thank day. you question mark yeah <laughs> like thank you for assigning yeah. me a geography substitute who teaches beowulf you know <laughs> i do think that like if you like we're this show is old so obviously we do have, like a l- talk a little bit about like future stuff sometimes but when you contrast this with like the Corey and Topanga and Sean graduating and that particular scene where like I'm pretty sure like Feeney thinks them and he's like do good in this world like that's your like final lesson whatever like when you kind of put those scenes back to back they they really I wonder if they did like look back at the scene and kind of pull from it for that scene I think they did. I mean, I think this is one of the, another one of those things that sets Boy Meets World apart from some standard sitcom because mm-hmm. there is so much history and we grew up with these people and we see them from 11-year-old to 21-year-olds and um well, not quite, but in in their age brackets, yes. And they're oh, as we know their ages are like wonky as shit. We we don't know, but <laughs> um but I think that that's what sets the show apart is that I think some of this was a little pre-planned. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then we're back in the backyard. Corey is fixing Feeney's duck. 
Um, and Feeney ends up coming home early because he wasn't supposed to be home until the next day because apparently they replaced Nurse Jill with Nurse Larry, and that was not what Feeney was all about. So he it was like, not I'm out. Please him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Feeney is planting the geranium, um, and he says, immature and undeveloped. It has potential to grow and flower with the help of a proper gardener, as long as no one wishes it ill, which is like such an ominous thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> he has to get the jabs in somewhere. Well, I think this just like uh kind of confirms what we had suspected all along. Feeney has the Matthews residence bugged, and he heard <laughs> Corey wish him ill. Like there's the, that's the only answer. This is a problem. This is definitely an issue that they're gonna have to deal with. I don't know how you can test for bugs. But they need to get some authorities in here and do a full sweep of the house. Shpa, what do you yeah, think? Do you was... think their house is bugged? Yes, but I don't think Feeney got this from his his uh you know spy equipment. Like I think the house is is bugged, and Alan told him what was going on. I think that's why Alan was asking mm. so many prying questions because he could kind of see that Corey was stressed out behind it. Um, but but. In every other situation, I definitely think it's the spy gear and Feeney has all the houses, like the house tapped. He's like creeping in in the middle of the night and like wiping down like for fingerprints. Like Feeney is in their house. He probably has a room in there. Like he's like living in the attic or something like that. Um, but, but for the most part, yes, he's he's stalking them. <laughs> and it's, and we should be calling the authorities at this point. Do you think this is the first student that he's stalked or is there just something special about Corey that really... Gets him in the hmm. uh, stalking spirit. Jess, what do like, you think? <sighs> yeah, I think he like. I feel like in every generation he has a Corey and a Sean. The problem is he doesn't live next to all of those students. Mm. So like, I think this is like a special situation. Mm-hmm. You know, what about the um, what about the? We know that the Matthews have moved there not recently but maybe in the last like four years Chappelle do you think that perhaps the previous residents of the household moved away because they too had a young boy that Feeney was a little too <laughs> close with this is dark <laughs> like he's running people out of okay, town no, no, no. No, we- <laughs> not no, close, we, like clothes. Yeah. No, but. we did honestly. We did get some feedback that we we're too harsh on Feeny. We love Feeny. We love Feeny, but we just think it's funny mm, that he's like so funny. involved in his a single student's life. Yes, one so, student. I have, but I have I a res- theory. Okay, oh, yes. I'm ready. Okay, my theory is that since he's next to the Matthewses. There's multiple students in there that he can stalk at one time. So it's like mm, he's stalking yes. Corey, but he's also still checking in on Eric. And then also uh-huh. he's kind of keeping one eye on Morgan. So, oh, you know, and Morgan. she's shouty, so he doesn't have to bug her room. He's gonna hear her regardless. And so <laughs> just I think Yeah. So I think that he's not stalking Corey, he's stalking the family, like all of the kids at the same time. And so he could kind of just move amongst them. If it was, was mm-hmm. one student, then he'd just let yeah. Corey graduate and go on. But he has to kind of, you know, he's got to track his progress. This he's is, a lot of I love this kids. theory. I love this theory so much. And you know what? We didn't have Morgan in this episode. They were like, oh, child actors are really, it's a lot of hoops we got to jump through. So let's leave her out of this one for just one episode. That's a finale too. Very a finale nice. episode and no Morgan. What a I'm shock. not mad at it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I am. I like Morgan. I still do. <sighs> Listen, I think she'll I like grow on me. Morgan's. She's so Morgan. 
Oh, no. Both Morgans. I mean, we're going to have to choose a side eventually. Oh, you mean with the replacement Morgan that comes? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know how I feel about her. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so, Corey at the the cutscene or the credit scene. This um, was trash. It was trash. I hate. No, I you, hate when yeah. they do this in these after credit scenes when they're like, suddenly we're a sci-fi show. Like, what the fuck is happening here? I know. You don't like it when they get all like WandaVision shit in this, do you? That's not what this is. Oh, okay. So you know what I mean? Was, I don't know. I, it gave me community vibes, and I don't know. You didn't. Uh, you don't seem to have an issue with community when they do it. <laughs> Community is What's a different type of show. They love like the genre <laughs> stuff. This is like wholesome family sitcom show. We don't just like snap our fingers and make fucking Minkus disappear out of nowhere. Like, and <laughs> what is with Minkus being like, yeah, this light bulb might turn on. Just I, I, a smart one. Because it's Topanga. If it is anybody else suggesting it, he wouldn't be into it. That's fair. So, yeah. So they're trying to turn on a light bulb with their mind. Once again, Topanga is like all about manifestation. The greatest, the greatest power company of all is the human mind, yada yada. Another Topanga wisdom. And um, so I, I just want to point out this line in particular because Sean uh Minkus says apparently Sean didn't pay his bill. Um, and then Sean says cute last words, which is ironic AF because not only did they zap Minkus, but literally um, those were one of his last words on the show. All right. Minkus isn't in season two, is he? Uh, no. So, um, yeah. Wow. So Minkus call. Yeah. So make they zap Minkus. And that is a ser- nearly a series wrap on Stuart Minkus, which um, is kind of sad. So um, Matt Stewart wrote in and he said, why do you think they axed Minkus after this s- um, episode? Chappelle, do you know this history about why Minkus got axed after um the, the first season of Boy Meets World. I'm just curious. No, 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 no. And I, and I told you, I've seen this a lot. And so, like, I know mm-hmm. Minkus is not all throughout the series, but I also never put together that he says cute last words and then he fires him. And so <laughs> this is, like, new information <laughs> for me. I wasn't ready. Uh, do you know what happened? Yeah, so basically, um, the aforementioned Steve Urkel um, from Family Matters was really popular at this time. And so was the whole nerd archetype uh, cliche in shows. So the producers of Boy Meets World felt like Minkus was, even though he was a great comedic force, they felt like he was too close to someone like an Urkel and they didn't Hmm. want to play too hard in the nerd type. So they decided to put, not like reduce the the focus on Minkus while they completely let Minkus go, but they decided to um, put more focus on Topanga. So we always say, Jess, how we wish there's more Topanga, but how do you feel if I tell you that we lost Minkus because we got more Topanga? Yeah, that's crazy because like you think, I mean, in season one, Minkus is more of a character than Topanga is. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of wild that they chose to got they chose to get rid of him. Like, mm-hmm. I would have liked to see 
him continue as a character. And I mean, once we get into season two and other seasons, we'll talk about kind of the extraneous side characters because there are plenty of them that come into play here. But I still, I think that the the dynamic between Corey and Sean and Minkus is really fun. And especially like when you kind of have like him having a crush on Topanga and you kind of leave it open for like, there's not really a love triangle option here, but like the thought of a love triangle option um that kind of sucks like i love him uh the, the actor himself he plays mouth in um one tree hill and i remember loving him on that and being like holy shit it's minkus you know <laughs> yeah. um but i don't know Shabelle, what do you think like would you have kept him on for for season two yeah i'm a, i'm a minkus stan i like him a lot i think this is your fault uh just because uh as topanga said the power of the mind should not be taken lightly and the whole time you're thinking we need more topanga we need more topanga we need more topanga. and they did exactly what you wanted you wished it into fruition and now we have no minkus until what the graduation so yeah, yeah. this is your fault yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh right because oh my gosh i just had like the flash of like that scene where they're like holy shit minkus where have you been right like i'm yeah. pretty sure they poke like doing my homework yeah, yeah no, he's, he's been actually paying attention yeah his line was oh i was here the whole time i was literally on the other side of the school like so what? funny <laughs> so yeah he's like feeny is not stalking him so he could actually <laughs> move around and have a real life yeah yeah so it is quite sad we he does come back for girl meets world um which we keep saying we're not going to watch girl meets world but he mm-hmm. does come back from girl meets world he is the father of farkle minkus fucking ridiculous name and he <laughs> is in the graduation episode but yes the the reason why he got axed is because you know family matters was also another um wasn't it another tgi friday show i think so mm-hmm. i think so, they were all yeah yeah it was just too close that like that's fair that that's trope. fair but i still don't think yeah. he is a, i disagree he's not just like urkel like urkel is a completely different character one nerd is not every nerd you know i i know um, i know it's quite yeah. it's quite disturbing yeah so before we get to fashion hour i do have a couple of other questions specifically for Chappelle about boy meets world in general um from matt stewart still actually so Chappelle. Matt Stewart would like to know what's your favorite character from the series? Um, no, I don't. He did not ask that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So no, okay. Well, I combined the two questions. Woo-wee. Okay. Matt Stewart wants to know who did you relate to most in the series, Mm -hmm. which you've kind of talked about, but um, Mm -hmm. do you relate to kid Corey more or do you relate to adult teenager Corey more? Or all the above. Oh, 100%, 100% Kid Corey. When they get to the adults, I start like, you know, this Feeny guy isn't so bad. And then I start <laughs> to also like, really like, really like stupid Eric, you know, but uh, but young Corey is my guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, once Probably once they get to, you know, the later, the college years, I didn't really care about Corey too much. I was more invested in the relationship between him and Topanga, but mm-hmm. not Corey as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other favorite characters aside from Corey? course uh new morgan i told you i like new morgan and y'all know why because she comes downstairs and she sings that uh eric is a loser freak yeah. a maladjusted loser freak <laughs> that a woman hating cool. maladjusted loser freak <laughs> that is my favorite moment of the series and i can't wait till y'all get there because it's in my rider that i'll be back for that episode so don't remember <laughs> don't forget you know like we're, we're gonna be back um, yeah but yeah i like that a lot uh it's good to see angela 
uh, I'm a big uh, like fan of representation. It's nice to see black people on shows that I watch. Yes, um, yes. And so when we finally get Angela, I'm like, oh, look, we do exist. You know, so know. it's very fun. I, <laughs> yeah, I actually, before we had a Boy Meets World podcast, there was a whole live stream that um, I think her name is Trina did with Topanga because there was some beef between them. There's That's a whole different story. And she talked a lot about being the only Black woman on the show as not only a cast member, but also like there was no real Black crew members and how isolated she felt. So maybe when we get closer to Angela, I would love to have like a serious discussion mm-hmm. about that sort of representation. If you're willing yeah. to on for that that would be great maybe we could um bring on yeah that would be great um yeah i think too it's like not only is she like the only black person on the show but she also Mm -hmm. like her the people she's acting with have been acting together for like years already at that point so like i mean even if she's white and jumping into that group it's already tough but then being like the only black person even on the set had -hmm. to have been so difficult i loved angela like I can't wait until she's on the show because I always thought that she was such a perfect match for Sean and like everything that he did wrong, she did right. And I was like always on her side that she was like the one who was the one in the right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think that she was amazing too. And you're right. She actually did speak on both of those fronts about not only coming into a show that's been established for years and years and how everybody Mm -hmm. kind of had their groove going on. That was another huge element towards her feeling isolated as well, which is, it's all not to mention she was in her twenties and a mother when she started the show and all the kids were in the, their teens. So that's a whole other aspect, but that's in the future. We'll get to that eventually. And then you briefly mentioned it, Chappelle, but Matthew Stewart wants to know, what are your um, favorite episodes um, of the series as a whole? Okay. Uh, So so that one for sure, the, uh, the Malice loser freak, uh, you know, that's my episode. I think uh, when that's when Eric meets his girlfriend. Well, he's in love with this girl who's playing the guitar outside of uh, his dad's shop. And she's mm-hmm. singing like a horribly, like just very, very happy, upbeat song. And he realizes <laughs> that she just needs a little trauma in her life. And <laughs> then she can, she can have like this dark, gritty side and make amazing music. And she does. And the music is hilarious. I love that episode. I like, um, there's another episode when they go on like a, like a, trivia game show i think when they're in college like a like quiz bowl type situation and i like that episode too because they basically went on to win and very quickly realized that with with Corey and sean they're never going to win anything so just just ham it up uh i like i could do this all day like i like so many episodes this is, i really I, I like the play episode that you guys just uh li- talked about the other day i know you didn't love it but uh when minka says shazam i almost like uh fell out my bed so is that yeah. a southern thing no. That <laughs> was, so, okay, okay, okay. was so funny to me. I told yeah, you, Minka's in, in the accents had me rolling. It was yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so if you'll have us, we would love to see you come on to discuss uh, some more of these iconic episodes that you love. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I would love to come back. I also have to compile my notes and talk about my most iconic moments that you guys have talked about. Oh, oh like, yeah, you'll have to do uh, that. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like Jess's retainer or uh, don't let your friends get bangs. Uh, I learned <laughs> yep. that. 
yeah, yeah. Don't, don't let do your friend it. get things. No, yeah. That's if their friend wants one. to get dang, bangs, don't do it. Uh, I think y'all were talking about your superhero zaddies at one point, and I so yeah. I thought about oh. who my superhero father would be. That's Michael Ooh. Keaton, not my zaddy. I don't have one of those, but uh, father. But Michael Keaton Michael could be Keaton? my superhero father as Batman. Mm-hmm. That's Batman. He's Batman the best is, Batman. Is my father. Yes, the only one that matters. I think yes. you tweeted um, about that the else? other day, and you thought that ba- he was, was your father <laughs> for a long time. For a long time, I saw them just about as much as I. They've never been in the same room. I'd seen them about as much as you know. I've seen the other one, so you know, you could not prove that they weren't the same person. I could tell you that much. They not have to, to be uh, six-year-old Chappelle. Yeah, it was it was an option. Um, yeah, I had a lot of like notes in my head. I think what I'm not. My, oh, I don't have a thigh gap, so I think I should be trying to get one of those. And. <laughs> Something else. I don't know. I have a list in my head. I'm telling you, if I sat down and wrote them down, I probably could go back and just like submit the feedback you guys were waiting on. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. I forgot about the thigh gap. I think that was like episode one. That had to be so early on. <laughs> mattered. Yeah. It mattered. Still, still mattered. waiting for mine as well. Oh, mine's never happened. <laughs> if it hasn't already happened, it's not happening. I've given up on that dream long ago. <laughs> oh my God. Um, all right, are we ready to get into some fashion? Fashion hour. Oh. Fashion hour. A question. Yes. Last time you said you wanted to, you were gonna add your new segment of what are you watching? Are you watching? Oh, yes, week? yes. So let me think about this. What was I watching this week? I haven't watched a whole lot of like new television. I had like I found that the show married at first sight. I get very bored like five episodes in because they early on I'm, I've only watched like seasons four and five and early on they only do three couples. So like by the time that they're midway through the season, I'm like, just tell me if they end up together or not because I don't care. Um, so usually I'll skip to the end and see if they do. Um, and then I started uh, – I haven't been watching as many things, but I have been – I started the audiobook for Stephen King's The Stand um this mm. bitch is 47 hours as an audiobook like that's a long ass book <laughs> like a normal audiobook is like oh, 15 hours maybe <laughs> why do you want to read this well you know they have the show the stand and i want to watch it but anytime that there's a book that also becomes like a movie or a show i always feel like i need to read the book first like it's this really like an issue so that was what I was doing. But mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start a new show soon. I might start um, – let's see. I finished The Crown. There was one – oh, I forget the name of it. It's Unsomething, but I can't remember the name of what it is. Um, Very helpful. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't – that's what I'm doing. What are you doing, Sarah? What are you watching? Are so you watching, after Sarah? I binge uh, – after I binge watched Little Fires Everywhere – in eight hours straight, I decided I needed Ooh. to take a break from television because <laughs> I didn't think that that was good for like my mental health. But I think mm-hmm. I, my my plan is to still watch um, Sharp Objects next whenever mm-hmm. I get the chance. I haven't watched that. Chappelle, what are you watching this week? I'm still stuck on you binging Little Fires Everywhere in eight hours. Like, geez, okay, man, okay, your stress so level this... must have been through the roof. Oh, You've okay. seen it, right, Chappelle? You've seen that show? I made the mistake of watching Big Little Lies, Little Fires Everywhere, and then second season of Big Little Lies back to back. I couldn't even talk to anybody, and I love to talk, but I could <laughs> That's not That's a lot of Reese Witherspoon, like, too. <laughs> yeah. lots, of, I, lots of Reese. There's never too much Reese Witherspoon, but I agree. that was a lot. 
Tell me that your favorite character from Big Little Lies was not, was it Laura Dern? Is that how you pronounce her name? Um, Who's the one who like destroys her husband's shit and like screams in his face. I I want to be her. I aspire to be that level of a boss ass bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Love her. She had the best art too. It was great. Laura Dern is awesome. What was her name? Yeah, like yeah, her, on the, the daughter's sh- name Amabella. On the show. <laughs> yeah, like Amabella. Yeah, the daughter's yeah, name whatever. Is definitely Amabella. <laughs> oh, such a stupid Worst name. name. <laughs> stupid name. <laughs> Listen, stupid if you're name. gonna have a kid and name it something dumb, I'm gonna judge you. Like that's a dumb name. <laughs> all right, to all the people from Wyoming listening to this, who named their child Amabella, <laughs> we're burning all the bridges today. <laughs> <laughs> slash and burn that's what i do um Renata. that was her name renata yeah also a dumb Renata. Name. yes yes <laughs> oh, she's the best she's the best character on that show i need to rewatch that that's a good show i yeah i really like that mm-hmm. show as well um and yeah i don't know how i how i did that why i did that i i think i just was watching one episode so that i can like fall asleep to something and then next thing i know eight hours later i finished it and i went to bed at like 4 a.m that night it was insanity <laughs> Yeah, so um <laughs> no, it was not well. <laughs> it's not a good oh, idea. Um yeah, so let's get to let's get to fashion awa. Uh Chappelle, you can go into the recording tab in the Discord and you should see the the photos. Um okay. So how we do it is we have our Rachel Green 90s award. We have three nominees and you and Sarah can decide who you want to award the um, the Rachel Green 90s award to. So up okay. first, like I could not not include this bitch because she was iconic and I actually like she'll come up twice because she's that iconic. This is the substitute teacher. Karen was her mm-hmm. last name Blake. Is that right? I think no, so. it's Chase. Uh, Chase. Why did I say Blake? It's Chase. Um, so Karen Chase. Um, the first outfit I chose was her actually her second outfit. It was the outfit uh from Corey's Dream. So she is wearing um a black, maybe I don't know if it's denim or just like a slack pant, um, pretty high-waisted with like a gold metal belt, a uh, belt buckle, uh, what looked to be like brown leather booties a white v-neck t-shirt and then over top of that she has on this like multicolor. i don't know if it's like knitted or not like knitted but like maybe it's like a crochet or something patchwork. like pa- it's what patchwork. is it patchwork. patchwork that's the word yeah yeah patchwork vest and she has a uh, long dreads for hair and then she has like a black um like a like a headband i guess like a very thick thick headband i remember girls wearing these in high school a lot <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with her and that is yeah. the outfit. Yeah, she's definitely a fashion icon and this vest is very 90s. It is um patchwork. There's multiple colors, there's multiple patterns. Um it's like a whole lot of everything, which is totally 90s fashion, just being a whole lot of everything. Um Chappelle, what do you think about this ensemble? Oh, I thought you were going to let me comment on her. She's amazing. I love this woman. <laughs> I would have gone to listen to Beowulf every day of the year. It kept, it kept Corey awake when everybody else was asleep. I mean, sure, he was dreaming. But look, this lesson this lesson plan was amazing because if Corey could pay attention, I know I could. Uh, 
I love her. She, whatever she whatever she wants to wear, she can do it. I like this. <laughs> I like this a lot. Okay. Very good. Um, and next up for the Rachel Green 90s award, we have Topanga's outfit. This is the outfit which we see her doing like the yoga move, handstand in, and later at the cafeteria, in the cafeteria at the table. Um, she's wearing, I think, again, we're we're not dealing with HD here, so sometimes sometimes it's hard to tell, but I believe it's a dress, and at the top it's black, and it's like a tank top style dress. So top uh the top is black and then around the waist it turns into more of like a pattern like a plaid like a red and blue dark very dark pattern um she has on like the cutest black boots uh i think they're like knee high but again she likes to wear like long layers so things kind of bleed into one another like very hippie fantasy and then on top of that she has a purple knitted uh vest that's like pretty sheer and it's tied in the center and of course the beautiful, lustrous, big and bouncy hair, as always, a Topanga special. Yeah, her hair does look very voluminous this episode. Very, um, lots of secrets in that hair. Um, <laughs> the eyelid vest that ties in the front. Now, I would not ever be caught dead in this. This is um, a little, a little ugly, if I'm going to be honest, but. Underneath, I kind of like this all black or mostly black look from Topanga. But um, is it 90s? Sure thing. I mean, mm -hmm. I think this little stringy doodad in the front is pretty 90s. And um, the, I, I, I think that it, it definitely classifies as a 90s outfit. Um, Chappelle, what do you think of in the 90s? Outfit? I don't love it. <laughs> It's exactly. Fine. It's, fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I don't fine. know what she was doing this time, but it's fine. But I like that it's purple. Uh, the vest. Uh, I'm wearing purple now. That's another thing that Corey and I have in common. We wear a lot of purple and a lot of hoodies, <laughs> and so I wore my purple hoodie today yeah. um, in honor of that. So, so yeah, I can relate to the purple, but the rest of it, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. Topanga. No, Topanga is not a doily look, at least. But yeah, she does. She's rocking a lot of like plaid patterns lately. Mm -hmm. Um, and third up, last remaining on our Rachel Green 90s award nomination board, we have Corey, and this is the scene where he's visiting Mr. Feeney in the hospital. So he's a lot of denim. We're in the 90s, we're gonna see a lot of denim and a lot of like puffy jackets. Um, so he's wearing like a light wash denim jean, and then I can't see all of the layers, but it looks like he's wearing a red shirt. On top of that, he has like a blue, light blue uh, hoodie. And on top of that, because we need a third layer in this outfit, um, is a denim jacket with like the snap buttons down the center. But the sleeves are more like an emerald green color. And it is quite poofy. Mm. Chappelle, have you ever worn this many layers in your life? <laughs> I just... This is this if y'all were just gonna try to embarrass me, you should have told me beforehand. Yes, yes, <laughs> I wore the have? layers. He lived in Texas. Why would you look that many layers? <laughs> Anything look, any temperature less than 74 is winter. I don't oh. like it. So yeah, Corey caught the bus in where are they from? In Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Like he caught yeah. the bus. It's yeah, mm -hmm. probably windy and cold. Like let, let the man breathe. Now, the top jacket, in my opinion, is really what makes it special. The hoodie was for warmth. The top jacket is really what he was trying to give you. He was giving you what he could, okay? <laughs> is that there. for style? Yeah, the top jacket is for style. The hoodie was just for warmth. You know, gosh, it's, 
I have to do another one. Sorry, we, we need to, to get we, we need to get schooled on this. On this. Yeah, no, <laughs> tell me, tell me all about this. Oh, it just—I saw the jacket and thought, man, I would totally have worn that back then. I don't, I should not have worn it, but I would have. There's a difference between should yeah. and would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do like this look from Corey. It's not his typical. I feel like in this season, Corey's matured to a better dresser. We gone are the days where we have ketchup and mustard shirts. Gone are the days where we're color blocking with straight up purple and yellow. We've matured. We've gotten some more layers. Like this is like, I feel like this is Eric's old clothes where the other outfits was what Amy was picking out mm. for Corey. So now Eric mm. is now dressing cooler because he's now fitting into Eric's old clothes. And we know Eric dresses well. So I do like this look from Corey. I think that is a step in the right direction in terms of style for Corey. Um, but uh, see, it's just so many layers. But that's the 90s. Do you know yeah, the, it wouldn't be the 90s. The Corey look that I liked the most was last week. Uh, I think he had the, the you know, when Topanga had, like, when he, he comes out, his his shirt is all screwed up. And so she fixes his collar, you know, after yes, the date when they're yes. always, I love that shirt. I was like, I would wear that shirt today. It's like half red, I think, and like half like that dark green or something. <laughs> he does like, that all down. the time. He always has those color blocking shirts constantly. Mm -hmm. Usually the sleeves yeah. are like always a different color. Mm -hmm. yeah. cool Maybe shirt. we're sleeping on it the whole time. Shirt. No, no, no. Y'all have been right 90%. Of, this is that one shirt. That one shirt that I was like, Corey, you did that thing. Uh, yeah. goes, oh, he doesn't know what he's yeah. doing. Um, okay, so what do you guys can talk it through? Which uh, one would you mm -hmm. like to give the Rachel Green Award? Um, so I feel like, I mean, I hear what you're saying, Chappelle. Like, Corey's look is pretty good for Corey, which I mean, I don't want to put it down being like, oh, it's good for Corey. It's good. It's a good, it's a good look for, for a, a young guy. Um, of course, okay, Topanga's out. I'm sorry. Like, this is not it um, for you, sis. And <laughs> um, in terms of Miss Chase, I love Miss Chase, but it's not my favorite look of hers. So what mm -hmm. do you think? Who should we award the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit to? Because I'm here, I think we have to give it to Corey. Uh, I, I love Miss okay. Chase more than anyone does, honestly. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like she gives us a better look later on uh, mm -hmm. in a different scene. And so this mm -hmm. one is fine. This is definitely something a teacher would wear in the 90s. But I don't, I don't know if she's like wearing this to like the store and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas I think Corey... He did what he could do, and I think it was good enough for today. Yeah, I feel good with that selection as well. Okay, so congratulations, Corey. You have won the Rachel Green Award. I feel like it's been a minute since he's won that, so that's pretty good. Um, on to the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. This is for the most timeless outfit of the episode. We're starting off strong again with Miss Blake because this girl – I saw this outfit and immediately I was like, you are in the fat, you are in the fashion awards. Like this is iconic. This is the first time we see her. She is wearing, I believe it's like a Navy. It could be, it could be black, but it looks to me like a dark Navy pencil skirt, huge black belt with that massive gold buckle. Loved that tucked into that is like a, a very light blue, um, blouse, 
I mean, if we took the, we had, just imagine without the shoulder pads. Okay, guys, like just take the shoulder pads out. Okay, take them, throw them away. Because mm-hmm. that's the one hang up I had. But I was like, I'm looking past it. And it's a deep V. Like that girl, she was like mm, showing off the tatas today. Like that's what's happening. And then um, she has on like a pearl necklace, like three three strands of pearl necklaces, uh, pearl earrings, and her hair is in like a half up, half down look. Loved it. Stunning. Beautiful. Uh, this color on her is spectacular. I mean, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous color on Miss Chase. Um, I like her hair. I like the the full silhouette. Um, the V is sassy yet professional. I mean, this is not a Ms. Jacobs look from Dawson's Creek. This woman mm. has some respect um, and decency. Um, but I think that she looks spectacular. I wish I was able to see her shoes. Um, I think I she's wearing like black pumps, I think. I'm, if I'm she's wearing certain. black pumps, then I would say a full 10 out of 10 stunner of an outfit. Chappelle, what do you think? Oh, yeah. That's that's Bay. That is my wife. That's Miss Miss Chappelle, <laughs> the teacher. Uh, she. Oh my God! I saw I saw in the episode, and I was thinking the same thing. Corey did. Like I was like, "Whoa, oh Feeny, you take another day off if you need to." I'm not saying. I'm, yeah, like if you, hey, he's in the hospital. He's fine. He's got doctor. He's got nurse Jill. He'll be okay. He's all right. He's all right. Like let's spend some time here. Um, like like Sarah, I too am the reason why detention it, it like was invented. So I would have spent plenty of hours um at detention just doing homework and yeah. watching her yeah yeah would you mouth off about beowulf to her as well just to spend the afternoon in detention with her <laughs> yes if she's yelling yeah. at me even better yeah oh okay i <laughs> yeah. see you i see it. you yeah, i see you i mean <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we love Miss Chase. Um, uh, up next, I have Amy, and this is in the scene where she's writing out the uh, "Get Well Soon" card to Mister Feeney. She is wearing um, like a peachy salmon button-down um, oversized shirt for sure. Uh, that goes kind of past, like past the butt, um, with very like tighter, like a skinny black. I don't know if they're leggings or, or jeans, but they're um, they're pretty like a skinny. Uh, fit along with a black boot that looks like it's about up to her calf um mm-hmm. a little bit harder to tell uh and she kind of has like the sleeves rolled up on the on the mm-hmm. button down and she always has her like signature amy hairstyle Chappelle, what do you think of amy's outfit here i didn't hate the look i think the hair kind of makes it not timeless for me because it's such a 90s mm-hmm. hair you know but i think she could wear that today and nobody would you know like flinch uh but again, right. it's that hair kind of, it just kind of throws The hair kind of messes like, a lot of them up. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. the otherwise, you know, from, from you know, hair down, she's fine. I think I think it's really good. And I think Amy's hot. I think it's, it's underrated now. I had to listen yeah. to you guys make up her name for five episodes while I yelled at the, uh, <laughs> at the podcast from home, like shaking my fist. Like, it's Amy! I'm pretty sure I knew it by three episodes in, but I wouldn't tell Sarah because I thought it was funnier when she would like make up names. <laughs> Yeah, it was 100% funnier. 100% funnier. I was so happy. When y'all finally said her name was Amy, I was like, no. <laughs> like, but yeah, but still. So Sarah, what do you think of Amy's outfit here? I think that what is a standout about this is her boots. I have not seen Amy in a calf high boot before. 
Um, and I love it. I think that these boots are like really nice. It has like a shallow heel. It looks like um a good boot that you would go spend some fall activities uh gallivanting around. Maybe apple picking. Apple picking, <laughs> pumpkin picking. Uh, maybe even like you know, just like a engagement photo shoot and leaves. Like the those are those types of boots. Um, the shirt itself timeless. I have something very similar. The pants timeless. I have something very similar. Um, I don't really have anything to complain about this outfit, um, except for the fact it's not us donner. Like Miss Chase. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it was one of those things where I was like, I do need more timeless outfits. And it kind of fit the bill enough. But it wasn't certainly like the minute I saw it, it wasn't like, oh, this is obviously going in. Um, And Mm -hmm. finally, the zaddiest zaddy. Welcome to the party, Alan Matthews. This is his outfit. And Sarah, if you give me heat for this, I swear to God, I will come to Jersey and murder you. Because he is wearing – so he's wearing like – a jogger style sweatpant, which is really in right now. And it's a maroon color. So it gathers at the ankle, a typical, just like white sock. And then he's wearing an Eagles t-shirt. Nothing more timeless than an Eagles t-shirt. Like they're still doing things now. Like they're still the team now. So that, okay. They live in Philadelphia. Why are they rooting for the Eagles? Well, here's my thing. Here's my question. Isn't this an Eagles band t-shirt? Oh. I don't know. Chappelle looks like he knows. <laughs> Chappelle, what is this? So, Philadelphia's football team is the Eagles. <laughs> oh, we'll see. I know. I've been listening to y'all. I'm like, what is happening? No, not the band. No. What do you? Why? If you're from Africa, why are you white? I was like, no, 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 no. If you're from Philadelphia, you can. It's the Eagles. I was like, where's Will? Where's the sports correspondent when you need him? No, um, he, does, he hasn't appeared in episodes. We're, lo- we're out on our own. We don't was, know. Yeah, not a sports so podcast, I, people. I was but watching like, Jess's face as she was talking about the shirt. And I was like, she did not know this is a football shirt. She has no clue. <laughs> like, well, started- thing. When I was watching the episode, I was like, it's either Eagles the band or Eagles the football team. And I didn't know no which one it was. But in my opinion, mm-hmm. no matter which one it was, it was going to be timeless. So it didn't matter. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, did they change their logo? Because I'm star- like, I don't think that's what their logo is now. No, it could, it could very well be Eagles the uh, band. It's just the question that Sarah asked is, if you're from Philadelphia, oh. why would you root for them? And I thought that was perfect. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so I found I found some retro Philadelphia Eagles t-shirts, and the logo does match. So this just further proves our point that, like, none of these fuckers care about baseball. Literally, always basketball, football, every other fucking sport, and yet Corey wants to be a fucking baseball player. Where is the proof? Yeah, and, and, and who rolls tied in this bunch? Oh, nobody. I, I, I've heard nobody say go dogs once. <sighs> I love how Sarah oh, yeah. picked a picture of Alan going back up the stairs. Yeah. Um, so we yeah. can get a nice, a nice zoom in on the badonk. Because let yeah. me tell you, when he was – when Corey was planting, like replanting the duck wooden thingy outside later – and Alan comes out and he's like, oh, you're doing whatever. And he's like, oh, no, I need the tools. And Alan leaves and goes back inside. Like, those jeans were, like, just such a good snug fit. Yeah. Like, Alan is such a, a good dad. butt. He has a good mm-hmm. butt. And facts are facts. Um, yes. It's a fact. So, it's caked up. 
Okay, so <laughs> what do I think about this band sh- T-shirt uh, via the Eagles? Football T-shirt. Uh, Football T-shirt. <laughs> sports are a thing, you guys. They are a thing. We are going to acknowledge uh, sports uh, on this podcast. Yeah, I heard that the World Champs uh, Championship is coming up. We got some winners. It's going to take place in Miami. Oh, wait. Okay. It's summer. the Buffalo Bills. And it's wait the Buccaneers. Minute. Pause again. Pause again. Am I wrong? You said the World Championship is happening. This is Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> yeah, in Miami and, this year. It's, and it's in Tampa. What are you talking about? I do want to say, I do want to say that I did watch... I did watch the college football championships. So what is that? I, That's not anything. No one cares about. What are you that. talking about? Um, and I want to say that Alabama won. I want to say okay. that. Listen, how much want to hear my sports knowledge? I'm about to just like fucking do like it's like. Anyway, um, it's the Buccaneers, and Tom Brady is the guy. He's the yeah. quarterback. What I hate Tom Brady, by the way, because he's a piece of shit. And then the other team is the Buffalo Bills, and it's like apparently a BFD because they suck normally. This sounds no. like oh, still no. wrong. This is still wrong. It's oh, Kansas Buffalo. City and Tampa Bay. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Will. Wait, is this yeah. true? Is this true? Will Jessica? Help. Is this true? Help. I'm not correct. We need to be it's safe. The Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Oh, Which Patrick no. Mahomes? Tom Brady's on. Just so Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay. Bay. What's yeah. happening? <laughs> we we need to uh, a life raft. <laughs> so Ninety shows taught y'all nothing about football at all. No, no. this is the shit that ninety shows taught us about sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna start a sister branch, and it's gonna be our. Oh sports my god! Podcast. Wait, Jess, do you want to start a sports podcast? <laughs> I think people would literally <laughs> find our addresses and murder us. Yeah, we'll sure. definitely get some one-star reviews then. That's for sure. Um, okay, okay, okay. Chappelle, I mean, is this even a question on who we're going to give this award to? No, we got to give it to uh, Mrs. Chappelle, the teacher. <laughs> okay, Mrs. <Ms>. Ch- <laughs> Chappelle. Congratulations. You are the winner of the prestigious Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. Please she invite me to your wedding uh, to Mr. I'd Chappelle. love to see her gown. It would be beautiful. Yeah. God. How Amazing. exciting. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you, guys. Now we're all in, now we're all engaged. <laughs> well, you're married and we're engaged. <laughs> Look at us. Oh my god, that means you can finally get kissed. Now you can you, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We'll, be, we'll all have children soon enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't wish yeah, that, on me. Me. Um, <laughs> that on me. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Um, Chappelle, do you have any other hot takes about Boy Meets World that you would like to share today? I mean, you are going to be forced to join us 500 more times, but today, <laughs> any other hot takes that you want to give us? Um, nothing extremely hot, you know, just mild, I guess. Uh, let's see. Everything from Urban Outfitters is expensive. I think y'all talked about that yes. last time, but everything yes. is over, overpriced. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I, whenever and you talk about the fashion, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, like, this is the most expensive, <laughs> like, uh, Eagles t-shirt that I've ever seen in my life. It's $60. <laughs> um, 
What else? Um, one time I, I snuck some tacos into the movie theater. You guys, it's not as bad um, as carrots. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a box of tacos from Taco Bell in the movie theater, and halfway oh my- through the movie. I, I got into the Supreme tacos that I didn't know were in there because I don't eat sour cream. And then I started to vomit in the middle of Green Lantern. So, uh, there's that. Wait, no, but Green Lantern already makes me want to vomit. So that must have been exactly. doubly bad. Oh, It was bad. And it was bad for everyone in the movie theater because I was not in there alone. So everyone got to hear me throwing up in the aisle. Um, so hopefully uh, Sean's date went a little bit better than that. Um, but no, I don't, I don't have... I don't have any other hot takes. I love you guys. I love listening to you guys. I think you lied to me and said that there was going to be a theme song at some point. There is no theme song. Um, It's in the works. It's on its way. Episode episode two, y'all say something like, oh, yeah, the theme song will be on next week. I'm like, it's been been several months, and we're never getting that ever. (laughs) Uh, We're trying. We're trying. It's on its Uh, way. I do have one last question before we get into all of the projects that you've been working on. do you find that particular dinosaur dinosaur shirt to be timeless? Uh, not no. And you know, <laughs> no. This is for all the beans. Dinosaurs are timeless. That's not dinosaurs the question. Timeless, but but that shirt is not timeless. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I love that shirt. All the the meow meow beans to you. I stand by my decision. Okay, girl. Okay, save us all. Um, Chappelle, please tell us about the fabulous things that you've been up to. Oh, I haven't been doing anything. What do you mean? You You were just talking about Thailand with Rob. But I, what I do is I just hang out until someone asks me to be on a podcast, okay. and then 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 my life has meaning at that point. But until then, I'm just kind of like stationary, like I'm like in the closet, like Corey's jacket. You just reach in there and get me on a cold day. And so, uh, okay. so I did Thai, I did a Thailand rewatch, Survivor Thailand rewatch with Rob recently for his Survivor 40 season rewatched, uh, ranked by the listeners of Rob has a podcast. Uh, and then this week, uh, I think he and I are going to be talking about the finale of Kid Nation. On Rob Ooh, Has a Podcast. That's fun. Well. So, yes, it was uh, not the same nostalgia that I get from watching Boy Meets World, but I'm watching it this week. And so we'll see how it goes. But other than that, no, I'm just hanging out, waiting on someone to call me. <laughs> Amazing. Everybody and should tell you. Everybody should be asking you to be on their podcast. I mean, they have not to be. Not that crazy. Where can they find Ooh, you? I have a question. Oh no, I'm no, I'm oh. not on social okay. media. <laughs> okay. I, I forgot. I forgot for a minute. Okay, okay. I'm, oh, I'm not on social media. Uh, <laughs> uh, unless unless you guys are DMing me to talk about Kim Ye because we did not talk about it. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. That has to be spoken about. Actually. <laughs> what a mess. Talk about it now. <laughs> um. Gosh. I, and the saddest thing is that I spent the last two days listening to Bound 2 for whatever reason. I just had it stuck in my head. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like when, what's that other, it, it's just like you're listening to music that they wrote when they were happy. And it's like, I mean, ooh, I, I'm not a Kimye fan, but it, it's like you don't listen to Bound 2 on the, on the, Brinks of a divorce, you know, you just don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna help. I, you know, 
No. Uh, I think she should run for the hills. I'm not saying this is her fault. No. But I'm also right. not saying she wasn't completely innocent in whatever is happening right now. But I think she should really? run for the hills. I think now is the yeah. time to jump the yeah. sh- jump ship. Go save yourself. Let uh uh Chris make whatever money she's going to make off of this divorce, and you oh, yeah. just go. Yeah. 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 Also, televised. yeah, I remember the comparison. It's like when it's like when Miley and Liam got divorced. You don't listen to Malibu. You don't do it mm-hmm. or adore you. You can't do Ooh, it. So on. whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You listen to like uh, uh, ooh, uh old Miley. You got to go listen to like rock and roll Miley. You can't do with the door because that'll have you crying in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I totally listen to a a door <laughs> daily and cry myself to sleep. Okay, um, so please, please, please tune into next week because we are doing a season one wrap up. Um, very excited for that. We're going to talk about our favorite moments of the season, our favorite moments of our first 22 episodes, um, MVPs, LVPs, best fashion awards, yada, yada, yada. So tune in for that. Um, you can find us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can always email at us at Shit90sPod at gmail.com. Uh, Jessica, you have a bunch of fun stuff going on as always, if you would like to share that. Yes. So beyond this, which obviously we do Boomy's World Dawson's Creek and we just put out our bonus podcast with a uh, camera from Canada for a goofy movie. Um, I'm also on community building, which is on post show recaps. Um, we're coming to the main feed soon. So that's coming up. So keep an eye out for that. We just did. Um, we just watched Mixology Certification, which is one of the best episodes of Community, in my opinion. Um, and then before that, we did a Dungeons & Dragons episode. It seems all over the place. There are connections. Um, that was really fun. And then um, – so keep an eye out for that feed. And then also, uh, Sarah and I were both on the Brazilian Dragon podcast, which is Felipe Shimon's podcast. Uh, him and Kate uh, welcomed us to watch uh, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island because he's doing a Scooby-Doo – rewatch situation mm-hmm. and uh we had a lot of fun with that we spilled we the did. tea on fred and daphne and we all did. of their toxic relationship issues <laughs> yeah. um and i told sarah why velma is obviously the best one oh, of yeah the game. We, we fought again it's another day another fight whatever <laughs> everybody knows i'm right i'm sure we will get all the tweets um, saying velma is the best okay. um mm-hmm. and jaggy sucks um so yeah you can catch all of that obviously sarah already put out our uh, twitter handle our instagram handle send us in some emails send us in some feedback and just keep just keep listening to us we're having a good time here mm-hmm. yep absolutely <laughs> Chappelle, thank you so 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 much this was beyond like beyond beyond yeah <laughs> i'm so i was so excited to be here it was so great you guys are awesome thank you for having me Great. And thank you guys for listening. And uh, we hope you catch, catch you next time. Bye. Bye.